for not Okay, recording. so I'm recording now. Oh, I've got a mouthful of coffee. <clears throat> uh, All right, here we go, playing. here we go, here we go. Woo! Oh, give it a second. I think the music's still Yeah, no, the music's doing, doing okay. And welcome. Welcome, one and all. Hello, world. I'm Rodders. That's Harv over there. Hi, I'm Harv. And this is the 1240 Hangover Cure podcast, episode eight. You look funny when you're yelling into that microphone with it angled up like that. I don't care what it looks like. You look like a calf trying to get some milk. (laughs) (laughs) Or a dying fish now all of a sudden. (laughs) I have to put it like this. Otherwise, I hit the uh, microphone with my headphone can. Yes. Well, that's very annoying. That was very annoying last night when we were testing out this new setup that we have. New setup. New setup. And um, yeah, we did a bit of a, a... Drunken rambling last night. Yes, we were uh, considering the idea that perhaps if we're going to do a twelve forty hangover cure podcast, that perhaps it would be appropriate to the night before at twelve forty midnight do a twelve forty drunk cast. So if you think that's a good idea, leave a comment in a comment. Yeah, you want to hear that? Do you want to hear it? Comment, comment, comment. Do you want to hear the drunk cast? Twelve forty drunk cast. Because it's, uh, I don't know, it was pretty funny. I think it was pretty funny. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, I didn't I listen to it back. I just remember to any it. of it. It was fun and it was felt funny, but I don't know whether it actually was funny. It was, yeah, maybe I was just getting caught up in the uh, spirit of it or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know whether anything Not actually funny sure. happened. But anyway. Uh, Explain this new setup, Rodders, because you're the audio uh, expert. Well, the new setup is we're both going into the same mixer and coming out of it to record our voices. So... We require less post-production now. You, the levels uh, are all set. You as may we're have been recording. confused earlier by the fact that we would always do a clap at the start of the podcast, which yep. is to sync the audio up. Because that was done in post. Because we were, we're recording, recording separately. Separately, yeah. Now so. we are one. It's we all about oneness, people. Synergy. When are you going to get that through your thick heads? In... It's about one. Listen to John Lennon. Fucking hell. He said it a few years ago. Calm when, down. When did Calm he... down. When did he say? Was he the 70s? That was the 70s. He was killed early 70s. Was he? What year was Maybe it? Maybe 1970. What year was it exactly? 70 or 71. Was that that Booth? The Booth guy? Was that... Is he with it? Not sure. The Wilkes, details. Wilkes Booth? Yeah, it could have been him. Oh, well, we'll go One of that. those patsies. <laughs> one of those. I, I think that was just a real one. <laughs> Wasn't it? No. No? It could have been. Well, there's a conspiracy about that one? There's a conspiracy surrounding John Lennon that... Uh, the CIA used him to popularise drugs, popularise illicit drugs, make it popular. Why did they do that? Because they uh, were selling it? Yeah, because they were dealing it and they were trying to make LSD popular, I think. They were trying to make it like a Isn't mainstream LSD narcotic. Isn't LSD dangerous to the establishment in the sense that it opens people's minds and gives them well, creativity and new ideas and all I that think crap? In my experience, that's what it was. And I, <laughs> I probably became more anti-establishment because of it, because of taking well, that's it. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, I would have um, thought they'd be afraid of it. But yeah, there's, that's like I said, it's conspiracy because there's no confirmed... I've never read anything confirmed that says, yes, I was in the CIA and we employed John Well, MKUltra. They used LSD and MKUltra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's confirmed. So yeah, yeah they. I mean, they was definitely involved in they that. They had some. They had a so stash. I think it depends what sort of person you are as to what sort of effect... Um, LSD has on you. It really does because it didn't affect me well the first couple, like once, 
first once or twice I took it. Yeah. <laughs> first once or twice. Well, it, it certainly made you more articulate, right? Yeah. And that's what yeah. I really appreciate. My about. English certainly unproved. <laughs> um, Speak well now, yeah, done. I form good speech things when my mouth opens. Groups of words meaning good. Yeah. Anyway, so LSD, good. <laughs> for me <laughs> well, only, I've only ever done it that one time with you Yeah, I don't think we did enough of it to be honest we Officially, to... if you're a police listening to this, I didn't yeah. But if you're not police, I did And it was just to watch the Friday the 13th yeah. marathon We just watched to... all of the Friday the 13th back to back It was just to keep us up really, wasn't yeah. it? And I'll never forget, I said to you, it's not working, it's not doing anything And you said, go look at yourself in the mirror, man and I went and my uh, pupils were so dilated that uh, like my irises were completely black. <laughs> <laughs> I completely freaked out. I was like, oh my yeah. God. But it really didn't affect me. Yeah, I don't way. think you had the full effect of it. We probably didn't do it. I didn't enough. have much. Yeah, I was a bit yeah, scared. Yeah. I was, yeah, I don't think, I think I probably. Well, 20 years later, maybe part, time for a part two. I reckon, the 1240 LSD podcast coming soon. That would be strange. That would be really strange. That would be weird. Yeah. I don't think I'd it want might to end up going. It. I, I reckon we would record it, and it would probably end up going long. I think we'd lose yeah. the concept of time and just keep talking about stuff. And it prob- stuff. possibly wouldn't make a great deal of sense. Maybe wouldn't I'm make sure. a lot of sense to straight person. I think the, the best way to use LSD, so, from what I understand from a creative standpoint, is to take it, write down a whole bunch of shit, and then when you've sobered up... Take the shit that you wrote down and make yeah. something of it. But we, we the shit to... originally isn't probably that good. Okay, occasionally, uh, we'd come up with something good musically while yeah. we were tripping out. And then we'd go back and listen to it the next day and we like, fuck, that's amazing. I mean, one time yeah. I made just a whole song within about an hour and a half. I just sat there just going. <laughs> yeah. No. I and, remember uh, we used to do that quite a lot. And actually. then, yeah, the next day, sobering up, listen to that song. And I'd still go back and listen to it now. It's a fucking awesome song. Yeah. And I didn't need to change it. I didn't change it hardly at all. It was yeah. just done. It's interesting, know? isn't it? You know, there's a lot of people who's, who say that um, music comes from a communication of like uh, demons or spirits or whatever. They, they all have different names, Some angels, whatever they yep. are. Um, higher consciousness, you know, interdimensional, interdimensional whatever's things that exist. So the idea being that LSD sort of opens up the channel of that communication yeah. and then someone can just deliver a perfect pop song to you. Mm. And my question when I think about that is why are they doing this? Like, haven't they got something better to do in their multidimensional, you know, probably not astral plane where they live? Uh, is, is that all they, I mean, they're, they're like, oh, music's so easy for us. It's so hard for them. Maybe let's it's... just help a few. If they take some drugs, let's, let's use that doorway to give them a fucking song. Let's, let's give them Hotel California. That's an awesome song. Maybe, love that. maybe it's part of their, you know, it's, they have to deliver lessons as part Part of their, you know, reality. Maybe that's, maybe that's. Uh, that would I think suck. something's taking over my body now. I'm being possessed by, uh, you know, some yeah, interdimensional being. He's speaking in tongues. So it might be part of their, you know, I don't know. It might be part of their social sort of law to uh, interact with beings in another dimension and deliver messages successfully or something. I don't know. Well, I guess there's there's a communication aspect to music, obviously. So if yeah. there there is, and the, we know there's messages in music, obviously. I mean, not necessarily intended by yeah, the just, authors either. I just mean, just play anything backwards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just play anything backwards, and you'll hear a message. Absolutely. What's yeah, that called? Reverse masking or something? What's it called? 
Backmasking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, backmasking. Yeah, well, the Beatles made it famous, I think, first. Because they actually did it. I, that's why I think, yeah. like, and this will be actually on topic for one of the things I wanted to talk about. I can switch around the topics because this thing about conspiracy theory, like, um, the, the idea of backmasking is associated with conspiracy theory. You know, people say, oh, you play this song backwards, you hear the devil speak or whatever. But, but people actually have done this. Yeah. Backmasking is a real thing. It's not I can give you a song right now. I mean, not right now, because I'd have to do a bit of research and pretend I'm intelligent and actually know stuff. Mm. But there are examples of real backmasking that was done very deliberately yep. and, uh, and, and is out there in the public domain. I don't a... know why it's considered conspiracy Yeah, it's theory. not conspiracy it if everyone knows done. about it. Yeah. You and I, when we were kids... We used to do it. We actually invented backmasking before we knew what it was. Yeah, we didn't know that's what we were doing, but we'd, that's what we did. We'd play a game where we would um, record ourselves saying something while the other person was not present. Mm -hmm. We'd play it backwards, and then we'd try to say... The backwards what, version. Yeah, we'd try to say the backwards version. Then we'd reverse that play it back to the person who hadn't heard the phrase and see if they could guess the phrase. Yeah, see if they could understand. We invented this game. It's not hard to invent. You know, no. I mean, obviously we're very, very intelligent genius and all that. But To us, it's nothing, you but, know. You know but, I mean, uh, that was like clicking your fingers to yeah, us. Yeah. You know, genius. clicking your fingers. Obviously just genius, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why we're I so... I just wanted to make sure the click was audible. We can edit, splice that back in later. I think it just wasn't audible because I didn't do it near the microphone. I don't like being unprofessional. Go on. Go on. So anyway, this idea of conspiracy theory, I wanted to bring it up because I, I, I got involved in, a, you know, a, a fracas, if you will. <laughs> fracas. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a fracas. Good old-fashioned fracas. On the internet, on a message board, uh, which I'll leave uh, unmentioned. Um, <laughs> for reasons that I won't disclose. Yeah. This is getting real mysterious now, but anyway. But um, I, I got into a, a, a debate, if you will, about uh, fluoride, right? Because I, I try to take the approach when it comes to conspiracy theories that, uh, that they all come from somewhere. They all have something to them. And I like to know what that something is. I, I, I don't like to dismiss it because it's a conspiracy theory. And I, I'm certainly not afraid of people thinking I'm an idiot, because, well, that should be obvious. <laughs> so, I mean, look, you, you can't see me when I'm doing this podcast. But if you check out, like, the YouTube channel Ooh, or whatever, you yet. can have a look. Not yet. Not yet. Well, that may be coming soon. <laughs> Teaser. Um, but, yeah, so I got into this debate about fluoride. What's the debate about? I mean, there's that's, well, that's public information, how much fluoride concentration there is in the public water supply. No, people know that there's fluoride in the water. What they don't except is that it could be harmful. Mm. So they're like, well, uh, this should, in order for you to believe this, you must believe that every dentist, every doctor, every government in the world is involved in a massive plot to poison you. Now, look, I'm not saying I don't believe that. I'm open to that idea. Mm. But that is not necessary to believe that fluoride could no, be a harmful know. chemical in our water. Why, why are they grouping it all together and trying to say, well, if you think fluoride in the water is bad, then dentists are bad, and dentists yeah, are bad. That's what they say. Bad. They say, oh, well, you're as bad as the fucking anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, well, that's a different issue. That's a public yeah, health that's, issue. That's completely different. If I have bad teeth, the only effect I have on other people is perhaps a bit of bad breath. If I don't vaccinate... That's a public safety issue because I can pass on diseases to other people and, and, uh, and, and perpetuate those diseases that we're trying to eradicate. If you buy into that, yep. Yeah. 
Which, which, well, that's the purpose of vaccines. That's the argument. That's a strong argument for yeah. vaccinating. The, the vax one is very, it's a difficult one. There's, it's sort of multi-tiered, the vax one. I, it I is. find it very it hard to, you know, even figure out what I, where I stand on that. It's a hard one. Well, I mean, you know, separate, in order to believe the vaccination conspiracy, you'd have to believe that a cup of mercury a day is bad for you. What are you, crazy? But anyway, look, let's not talk about vaccinations. We can leave that for another podcast. Because I think fluorides are much less easy to understand. It's in it's issue. in Australian water, isn't it? It's in our water right now, Rodders. Yep, it's in the tap water that yes. you that you drink, right? It is. And so, like, I was forced to research this because I don't, you know, it, you, know you, you wouldn't know it listening to me, but I don't have all the answers <laughs> at my fingertips. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't do all this stuff off the top of my head. But um, people said, well, you know, uh, we're, we're citing peer-reviewed studies. Peer so reviewed. Yeah, peer-reviewed, um, which, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, is, is, is like the be-all and end-all of truth. If it's peer-reviewed, even if no peer has reviewed it, <laughs> as long as it's able to be peer-reviewed, you can trust it. Correct, yeah. But um, it, it's not how it happened with fluoride. The way it happened with fluoride is Alcoa, right, had a excess of... Uh, fluoride-based waste coming out of their aluminium plants or al- aluminium, if you're wrong. Al- yeah, Alcoa, our aluminium can manufacturers. Yeah, I guess they do more than that now, but that's what they did back in the day. Yeah, that's how they would have started out, right? I don't know if it was the cans something or something. Like that. Or they manufactured, they processed the aluminium somehow. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they mined it. I'm not sure. Whatever. They had a waste product, mm. which, uh, which was uh, fluoride-based. And uh, it was expensive to dispose of. So they hired a a company called the Mellon Institute to find positive health benefits to fluoride to convince governments to put it in the water. And it was, to me, sounds like it was a bit of a, like a done deal before they had all this research. But as soon as the research came out, within months, it was in the water in the US. Certainly not a publicly decided and it thing. wasn't peer-reviewed. The research came out, the Mellon Institute... Did, and by the way, the Mellon Institute, apparently, and this is according to a, a book called The, the Fluoride, the fluoride uh, Deception, I think it's called. Right. Sorry, I'll, I'll check it in a sec. Um, but the Mellon Institute is also responsible for certifying asbestos as safe. So <laughs> um, I think Cut. basically they're an institute set up to be insiders and produce research favourable to the businesses that paid them for it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're employed to sway public opinion so that governments can yeah. know, dispose of this waste. Uh, the, most, a... the most beautiful thing I found out, they're, now, um, they're no longer the Mellon Institute for Scientific oh. Research. What are they now? They're now the Mellon uh, College of Science. So <laughs> yeah. they're teaching... The kids. They're teaching the dentists oh. that fluoride is safe. So, uh, you know, like... It's in the schools, people. It's in the schools. And as, as far as I know, this is this is a verifiable history. I mean, it's very hard. Obviously, you know, research is extremely difficult. It would take me years to trace in the steps of this guy that wrote the book. Mm. However, he spent apparently 10 years writing this. So it was a big deal. He's a credible guy. And uh, he has found private papers and documents and memos and things to verify the communications, to prove that these guys were lying and that their uh, purposes behind the fluoride research were um, nefarious. Or yeah, so there's a genuine fluoride conspiracy there. Absolutely. Um, so, but the thing is, like, that's not a, a, a conspiracy, but... but 
Well, if well, they're think, hiding information from the public, then yeah, it is. It's, not, a, it's not the grand conspiracy theory that people no, talk about. It's a, it's a specific one dentists, to do with fluoride. Dentists genuinely believe, probably, that fluoride's good for your teeth. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I, I don't think you could find a single dentist who doesn't. What, they they what, don't need to be in on it. I think it's the important question is what concentration of it is okay. Well, that is. That's where the science goes. And I, I found heaps of papers about this. I, I actually read a scientific paper. Like, I got about three quarters you? of the way through. Yeah. Read? Usually, I just read the abstract. <laughs> the cool thing about scientific papers is they tell you all the answers at the very start. Yeah. There's no... They it's know not a page turner. Yeah, yeah, they know, you, know. you don't want to... To go through the whole, yeah. necessarily have to go through the whole thing. No, you, you know? usually only read it if you really want to verify it. But these people on the internet were uh, pretty obstinate, and I had to give them peer-reviewed scientific evidence. Yeah. So I found this one that basically summarizes all the negative points about fluoride, and it's compelling stuff. I mean, it's it's hard to read, but yeah. you know, it's you got there. one handy. You got one handy. What what? <laughs> I well, what's I, bad about it? I, I, there's a lot. Of bad stuff here. Yeah, I don't Basically, know. the worst thing for me is the uh, it lowers IQ. It's been yeah, that's fairly... the biggest one is uh, that it's it, you know so dulls the mind, yeah. makes you a bit dumber. There's two things. It's it's harmful for kids. It lowers their IQ, especially young kids drinking out of the tap. Yeah, that's what I think of. Just young kids because I remember when I was a kid, I used to just yeah, I just gulp water out of the tap half the time. Well, that's right. Exactly. I you used know. to drink. A and lot. look at me now. I'm I'm a big guy. I drink a lot of water. <laughs> I believe in hydration, but I don't want to take a lot of fluoride with it. But the the thing that the uh, the science really talks about the most is, they say that the safe level of fluoride is one part per million or whatever it is. Yep. I think it's one to two parts per million or something like that. Very small amount. Very small amount, minuscule. But they proved through peer-reviewed studies that you cannot actually regulate the amount of intake that people get when it's in the tap water you're not getting it's not evenly distributed all through the, the water or whatever no people get so different you get amounts different concentrations of it yeah so having it in the water isn't an effective means of delivering it and as i said on this internet message board if they was delivering free parcels of fluoride powder that i could add to my <laughs> own drinking water i wouldn't have a fucking issue but they're forcing you to take it they're in putting the public it in drinking there. water they're not making it sort of public knowledge and not coming out and saying hey we're put you know when they when they decided to you know start putting fluoride in people's drinking water they didn't come out and say hey guys what do you reckon of this idea yeah you know they didn't come out and get it democratically decided that um you know one part per million um in the water supply is 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 fine well, it was that it's the, done without those... the public's knowledge, and there's and that's just one thing. If you 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 can imagine how far that concept goes with a lot of things, you yeah, know? absolutely stuff that's just decided without your fucking input at all, and it's not scientific. You speaking to you, listening to this. <laughs> well, the thing that I you know got out of that conversation on the internet was a if you persist, they'll shut the fuck up. Yeah, and b. The term conspiracy theory is such a fucking good weapon in getting people to toe the line for some establishment agenda. And, you know, people say, oh, there's, there can't be conspiracies. That's just a logical fallacy. Uh, there's conspiracies all over the place. Of mm. course there are. That's just people working together. That's how this whole thing not. works, right? We, you couldn't tell everybody everything. Government is a conspiracy. Yeah, because if you told everyone everything, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd fucking freak out. They'd be like... 
Be well, like, ah, no, we can't do this. The word conspiracy implies secrecy, but it doesn't need to. It's not actually part of the well, definition yeah. of the word, really. Yeah, the definition of a conspiracy. Yeah. It doesn't need is to be nefarious. That's that's deliberately hidden, deliberately masked information, so that you know it doesn't get spread to everyone. Yeah, but conspiracy isn't that. Conspiracy is people working together. That's it. That's all it means. Yeah, without, but it does. It does mean it's an implication. It's not. Well, let's look up the def, definition of it. Yeah, that's and what, see if secrecy. my belief was that yeah, conspiracy actually means hidden. You know, it's people grouping together and conspiring in in a secret kind of group, not not a you know publicly available, accessible group. All right. Oh, well, here we go. It's actually changed my uh, search term to conspiracy theory from the word conspiracy. No, I just want conspiracy. Is that all right? So, the action of plotting or conspiring, that's, that's the definition I would subscribe yep. to. There's a secondary definition. In fact, there's the primary definition, which is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Well, that's, yeah. That's not actually what, what I think it's supposed to mean, the word conspiracy. I don't, but where's that, where's I think that that's meaning been, coming from? Well, I think that's part of you know, it being used as a weapon. You right. have to change, you have to modify the meaning of it so that it's something people don't want to be associated with. Right. And then, so you reckon the meaning of the word conspiracy has been modified? Yeah. So you basically go, okay, let's say, uh, let's use a, a different example. Let's say cutting down trees was uh, illegal, right? Mm. So uh, that's to, to cut down a tree is to fell, right? Fell so you would, you would take the word fell and you would start associating bad things with it, right? While you're out there felling trees, like there's no tomorrow, like mm. just cutting those fucking things down. Just lopping them off. Yeah, like, like a, you know, like a, a big wheat harvester, you yeah. know, just knocking all just the fucking trees chopping down. away. And at the same time, you run a campaign so that people don't want to be seen as people who fell trees. Yeah. Right? Right. Then you've manipulated the public into not being, wanting to be associated with the idea of felling at all. Mm. And they say it's not happening, even though you're doing it in secret in the background. You know, it's to me, it's, you know, you have to have the control over the meaning, but that's easy to do if you can control the media. Anyway, so I just thought it's it, the, the observation is... So there's a conspiracy surrounding the word conspiracy. conspiracy. Absolutely. Okay. Or, or is it not? It might just be human nature. It might just be how language has evolved. It doesn't need to be a conspiracy necessarily. Well, I, if you ask me, I think language is being used as a weapon more than ever. People are using language to, I mean, absolutely. Look at the alternative facts. Shit. Well, think about People it. People are just blatantly the, the, saying things that are obviously false. Yeah. And saying that's true. That's totally true. What I just said. Well, look at the History Channel, like with its ancient aliens and crap like that. You know. Making shows that are supposedly like documentaries. Yeah, presenting them in that format yeah. makes people think, oh, well, this must be, you know, credible stuff because it's a documentary and made by the... There's some interesting stuff in there, but then, you know, their conclusions are completely wrong. I yeah. mean, just completely unfounded. Yeah. I and always take those, you know, I watch those things and, and, and even though it's a documentary, I still, in my mind, are going... That this is entertainment. It's mm. not real information. It is just entertainment. That's all it is. It's just yeah. a, and I could, can you know I think a lot of things are like that. Conspiracy theory can be like that too. Some of it's very yep. far fetched, but it's still entertaining to read about and to imagine. Wow, imagine if that was true. I've said that to if myself. Everybody else was an alien, and I was the only real person. That's yeah. fascinating. But it's 
and it's fun to fantasize about. Imagine it. if someone unzips in front of me one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I see their alien face. See their eyes change or something. Yeah. But the, yeah, the power of language. One of the things, a more modern example of that is the social justice warrior term that's like risen up out of the internet mm. in in possibly just a, a few months, I, I guess. Right. Since I've been hearing it. And now all of a sudden being a social justice warrior is considered a negative thing. And it's, I don't think there's any conspiracy about it. I think it's just one side of an argument or one ideology, you know, and in this case, it's the, uh, you know, the Republican ideology, the, the far right in the US mm. or whatever, yep. I guess, dominating it, has just invented... So to shortcut the debate, they just invent a term and apply it to you. Yep. And that suddenly encompasses everything about that that debate. You don't well, need to right. actually make make. You don't need to actually deal with each individual complaint or, or point. You just say, "Don't be a social justice warrior, mate." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I don't want to be one way. of those." Yeah, and no, then I'm they're immediately a, defensive. Yeah, SJW. Yeah, I'm no SJW, mate. Don't you worry about that. As soon as someone turns into an acronym, you know they're trying to make it a negative. Yeah, that's right. Um, this kind of relates to it, but I was watching um, something on the internet yesterday and it had footage of some US congressmen calling yeah. the protesters in North Dakota uh, protesting the pipeline being constructed uh -huh. through their own private property there. They were terrorists. What? Domestic terrorists. That They're, was a new one too. It's another they, call, they, they started calling their, their activism terrorism. Yeah. Well, that's exactly like right. They're the Apply a negative term. So, and all of a sudden, well, how much they do is you wrong. can't get any more negative than that. No. Calling your own citizens terrorists and yep. giving license to big companies to literally, there's law that's been passed in in uh, the state of North Dakota that allows someone to run over a protester if they are standing on the road protesting. Oh dear. They can yeah. just plough through them the and go. No, down, that's fine. They were on the road. And that's only for cars. They were protesting, so that's fine if I run over them in my big truck. Tell me, Rudders, uh, what is it Fuck that they're that. trying to run through that Dakota pipeline? What, what is it that, that, that flows through the pipeline? Is it gas? It's gas. It's gas. Yes, it's uh, energy again. You know, I mean, it's just... Energy. And I think the reason is the government, uh, you know, to an extent believes in things like peak oil and whatever. I think they see that as a real problem. They've had it presented to them and they're like... Peak oil. That sounds real. So they're, they're like, you know, anything we have to do to secure the energy pipeline into the country mm. or whatever is justifiable, even if it's... Uh, Destroying people's you know, lives. Eradicating you know, complete populations or um, extincting animals or whatever. Well, legitimately uh, destroying people's livelihood by building a major big construction pipeline yeah. through their, you know, the property where they farm and... Uh, keep animals and stuff. So, you know, it's just all kinds of fucked up. It is. And I don't actually, like, this is pretty negative stuff. Yeah, it is. But I got a bit more, I got something It's not that's getting a bit people out of bed, is it? It's not going to get you out of bed. <laughs> it's going to keep you under the covers. You're in like, fact. fuck going yeah. out today then. Don't worry, it's all fine. So we'll fix that. Yeah. Yeah. 
fixed. Um, but I did want to, we've got this new technology and I can play videos now. Oh, okay. You want to drop that? I want to drop the video because this is a little bit funnier. Can, can you just provide a bit of a lead? Like, what are you, what are you dropping here? What is this? We've got um, a very uh, interesting set of guests on the Bill Maher show. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you feel about Bill Maher. I think he's, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's, he runs a decent show. He's the, obviously the show's okay. Opinions, I, him, but, uh, I'm not big on, but the show's fine. You know, yeah. like the show does what it does. It does what it does. And the, these, are, these are really good guests. So he's got Piers Morgan. Oh, who, good old Piers. Uh, do we refer to him as disgraced? Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, he had that thing with Alex Jones, right? He and is then, in my mind. Yeah. So he was. Yeah, you lost, Piers. He went. Yeah, that's right. He went too far with the anti-gun control. Uh, sorry, the pro-gun control uh, argument on his show, and yeah. essentially got himself fired. I think. Or think so. Yeah. Whatever. Deported. Maybe. <laughs> Some people would be uh, across that, probably. Yeah, I, I haven't kept up with him, but this is Neither the first time I've seen him honest. since that Alex Jones incident, and I loved the Alex Jones thing. I loved it, and I hated Piers Morgan at the time. Mm. However, in this clip. He flips it around a little bit. That's why I wanted to play it. Flips the script. Uh, Yeah. His um, adversary in the clip is Jim Jeffries, who is a famous Australian comedian. And he is... Aussie comedian. He's always on point. And he was also very um, pro-gun control. He actually did a whole stand-up comedy bit on gun control and how stupid (laughs) Americans are in America, Mm -hmm. which was very courageous of him. And uh, got away with it, I believe. Suffered a lot of criticism as a result. Um, Was threatened... Get death threats yeah. after he did that uh, yeah. routine on so stage. You, you would think that uh, Jim Jeffries... He uh, did it in Texas, by the way. He did, yes. He, he performed it's, it it's in insane. Texas. And yet, uh, somehow, everyone was laughing. He got away with yeah. it. So, probably yeah. a genius for being able to do that alone. However, you would think, because they agreed on gun control, they might be friends. They are not friends in this clip at all. They're talking about Donald Trump. Yep. And the idea of the lesser of two evils, you know, picking Hillary okay. over to get the lesser of the two evils. I don't think they even agree on who was the lesser of the two evils <laughs> either. So I'll play the clip and then uh, I want to get your comments on it, Rodders. All right. Calm down, Bill. There is no Muslim ban. If there was... Oh, 84. fuck oh, off. Sorry, why don't we... Fuck off. Okay. There's a fucking Muslim ban. Okay. This is a talk about the hysteria. I'm talking about 85% it's, of the world's Muslims are allowed in this country. This is what you do, Pierce. You say, <sighs> he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that, he's not going to do all these things. Give him a fucking chance, mate. And you know what I mean? And Why not? Hitler didn't doing... kill the Jews on the first day. He worked up to it. <laughs> mate. Right. That, that, see, I have to stop you. That, that is the exact... That is the exact... Ridiculous, hysterical, over-the-top nonsense. If people are hysterical in Germany right away, then it wouldn't have... He's not the new Hitler. You just like... You just like that you won The Apprentice and you have a famous friend, mate. That's all you fucking like. Right, mate, can mate. I say one thing? I know we, that's all you like. <laughs> losing, that's all you like. You're losing your audience. You're not so losing Aussie. my audience. Because you're sounding unpleasant. Am I and you're also your... not No! Good on you, Jim. So I'll leave it there. But Stick it up, Piers, Jim. But he, I mean, Jim Jeffries own, is, is he, awesome. Yeah, he does yeah. own Piers in that. He really does. He actually stumbles right at the start, I think where uh, he says some kind of dumb stuff. And then he just goes, you know what? I'm just going to go full attack. And he becomes awesome again and wins everyone over. It's interesting because really the interplay is more, to me, I don't really care that much about the arguments. Mm. However, uh, the arguments are probably pretty important too. But yeah. Jim Jeffries has has really sort of raised his profile in the last five years, I reckon. He's done a lot of work in America. He's said a lot of controversial stuff. 
And uh, yeah, he's he's on fire at the Lived moment. Through it. Yeah, he's survived. He's yeah. pretty fearless with what he does. Yeah. Um, I used to. I was not a fan. Like originally, when I saw his comedy, I was like, "Yeah, this guy doesn't really grab me. He's like some annoying drunk guy in a pub here in Australia. He's just like listening to that." But then, as he got deeper into more material, he got really personal with his own situation as well, and outed himself yeah. as being on the, you know, possibly a bit autistic and on the spectrum. He talked about that openly on stage and everything, and that really got me. Like that was when I yeah. really started to, you know, um, listen properly to what he was saying. Yeah. Well, if that carries sympathy, I am also mildly autistic. I don't believe you. I'm an excellent driver. That's not the way he said it. Oh, I'll work on Do that. Do the underpants one. The reason <laughs> I'm waiting for Wapner. Uh, the, the reason I <laughs> eighty-two, eighty-two, eighty-two. The reason I wanted to play that clip, though, is it's to me it's really interesting because while Jeffries clearly wins the argument by being more likable, mm. I can't help but popular vote. Yep, agree with Piers Morgan on this that the calling Trump Hitler is it's a little mm. early for, for it's that. a bit early for that. Yeah, you know, and I, hasn't I had, exactly been Hitler yet. Yeah, I had a friend on Facebook post an article that said basically the same thing because Hitler said something like this. Or Stalin said something like this, and then Trump said something similar, and I'm like, are we really clutching at straws to try and demonize the guy before he's done anything? He mm. may be Hitler. I can see the signs. I get it. You know, yeah, I we it. all get it. It's a bit scary. It's a, but honestly, like, let's not say it now. Let's just be a little bit vigilant, make sure that you know we keep him in check. I mean, he's got all yeah. of the process of government to protect him. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know. A lot of Goldman Sachs former employees in there. Well, like that's I think once he started putting people like that in into positions of authority, like there's some some woman that's head of education in America who's never taught in a class or even had any educational you know industry experience, yeah. and now she's running the whole fucking countries. Well, he's you know. going on his gut instinct. Like if if they're impressive, he'll uh, he'll give him a cabinet post or whatever. Yeah, I to, guess. To, to just talk about his ban in, in uh, a little bit more detail. It is a temporary thing. It is a ninety day. It's ninety to one hundred and twenty days or something. It's going to last, and then he's then yeah. it gets reviewed again after that. So oh, well, we know that uh, temporary things can turn into long term things, but you just need to wait until when it's supposed to expire. Yeah. And see what he does. I, I'm in no way in favour of him doing that, by the way. But um, I'm in uh, completely against the idea of a Muslim ban. A ban obviously, I think yeah. everyone would be. It's not quite that. I think he's used, uh, from what I understand, he's used existing laws that he's just starting yeah. to enforce. He hasn't written any new law. He's just written an executive order saying let's enforce these particular. And laws. you said the other. Day, you actually pointed out the other day Australia's uh, treatment of refugees is possibly more reprehensible. Yeah. The way we process and vet those refugees through Nauru and uh, places like that is pretty disgraceful. Like, exactly. we've seen that happen like on a number of times. Yeah, they're yeah. like, they're exactly like that. You've got people going on, uh, you know, trying to starve themselves to death to make a point. You yeah. know, that's, that's what's happening in Australia. That's how badly they're treated. And this yeah. is children, women, you know, families from other countries that have come from places that are war-torn, pretty much. War-torn, I meant to say. Genuine if any genuine refugees are getting turned away, it's a real travesty. Yeah. yeah. So um, we got we got taxi drivers down here that that in their own country were you know um, congressmen maybe. I, I <laughs> actually thought extreme. of something. Uh, maybe a doctor or something that has to work as a taxi driver here because their credentials are worth shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was thinking actually the um the, the whole uh, Muslim ban thing. They don't ban Muslims. They ban 
um, you know, the, the country. Citizens of certain countries. And right? they have an exemption for anyone from that country who is a minority religion in that country. So if they're a primar primarily a Muslim country, a Christian would be let through. Yeah, and given so an as long as they're not Muslim, they're, they're so, okay. Kind of thing. If it's a majority religion in the country. Oh, if that's the uh, predominant religion in that country. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking in the case of, like, say, the Philippines, you've got actually the flip side of that where it's majority Christian, yep. Catholic. and Minority Mus Muslim community, yeah. And you've got a minority Muslim community. So are they, and they okay? Are, they are terrorists. Yeah, they are literally. In Mindanao, that's where I mean, Not terrorists... all of them, obviously, but there's a whole... But there's a real terrorist problem it's there. It's pretty well known that... You know, that's where a lot of terrorism went. Yeah. You know. So if they apply this policy to the Philippines, the only people let in will be the terrorists. Muslims. And they get to, yeah, they get to terrorists. Go, they get to go to the US and do whatever they want. Oh, they'd love that. Get over there. They'd love they'd fucking love that, right? Imagine that. So I, yeah, it's stupid. Maybe in a way. they just don't know yet. Maybe once, you know, someone in Mindanao listens to our podcast. Maybe. They'll like, let's go to America. All of a sudden I hope not. I think I characterize them all as uh, Terrorists. <laughs> they're, they're not all terrorists, but that's where that's where a lot of uh, rebel sort of forces exist because yeah. there's very little regulation there, and that's where a lot of the country, the Philippines, uh, transports a lot of their uh, resources, yeah. food, product, that sort of thing, all goes through there. So that's why they want to be there because they want sort of control over that. That's how is they that, have leverage against works? the government. I think that's why they they're positioned in you know, sort of a central part of the Philippines. It always makes me wonder, uh, like, why are they contained to a particular region? Like, why don't they just yeah. leave and go and... No, they like the jungle, blow too. Up. They like the cover of the jungle and, you know, just being... It's everywhere in the Philippines. It's like the whole country. Yeah, that's most of it. Maybe they're afraid of water, so they just, you know, they want to cross they any water. They want to water. be inland, it's, yeah. There's too many... Yeah, they can you know, control 7, the land. 7,000 islands. I yeah, mean, it's... it's water's not... a bit more hard to control, different laws. Can you imagine the aliens from science trying to invade the Philippines? They'd be like, oh... Another body of water to cross, and there's only like 400 people over there to kill. Uh, can't we just sink it? <laughs> can't we just sink the whole thing? Sink the whole thing. Let's just raise the temperature. But that that's no good for them either, because they you know they die when they when the water touches them. All right. So how long do we want to go here? Because we're already a bit over time. Yeah. Well, I think you know we've covered everything that I had written down. Yeah, I didn't really have anything. So, uh, so well, I didn't. Pretty much yeah, done. I didn't really so. plan anything. But... I think we can uh, probably wind it up. I think it's been a good podcast. That's been a it's yeah, quite dense, pretty dense. A lot yeah. of information in there. I don't think we were funny. No, I don't think no we jokes. were very funny. That was a pretty serious one, but an important one. Wait, I got. Oh, there, you there you go. go. There's, There's your a bit laugh. Of shit fart. There's your laughs. You know? Thinking of that, if you're still in bed, um, you might need a shit. So get out. Yeah. Go, you know, actually, just sit on the toilet. If you just have in case. farted during the podcast that was probably your cue to go you know put it on pause go up and have a shit yeah or I, down or wherever the fuck the bathroom is i guess now we know what happens when we're genuinely hung over we just talk about serious that was a stuff. real fart by the way and when that was actually a real fart i can <laughs> smell it right now <laughs> gross well done, you know mine was a fake one you know the hand on the oh, it know. is really gross too yeah let's wind it up swampy I'm, it's oh, getting swampy gross. That's Fucking been the uh, very stinky end to the 1240 Hangover Cure podcast episode eight. Uh, thank you very much, Harv, for all that. Cause yeah, yeah. I just let you welcome, go. Riders. I just let you go because I thought that, well, that was really good. Yeah, it was good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll let you talk next week. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if I have anything to talk about. Yeah. All Thanks right. for listening. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. Go check us out. Bag us. Love us. Suck us off. Follow us. <laughs> stalk us. 
know why I had that. And blow us. And suck our dicks. No, no, don't do that. That's, nah. that's a metaphorical thing. We don't know what you look like either. That's... That we'd, we'd attribute... Like, you subscribing on iTunes would be like us receiving... A virtual blowjob. An internet blowjob. Let's it's, call it's it. It's not really a blowjob. It's like a, it's just the first kiss. Just the tip. Just the when when it first touches the lips. Just the, the it's just a little. Yeah, that's. It's always not. It's like tip a, action. It's a nice moment. Tip action. Yeah. There you go. We've degraded the podcast <laughs> down to the dick tip joke. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Go have a look on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Love you. I don't.